been a minute <clears throat> you know i had a little hot boy summer took a little break um i was working on my music speaking of music that's exactly what you just heard this was um, some great music that um i just released it's called f boy which is for fuck boy it's streaming on all platforms right now it's um, available for purchase on itunes wherever you purchase your music Please go and buy this song. It's 99 cents. I know y'all got 99 cents up under your, your titties, up under your toes, under your couch, in between your car seats. Please purchase this song, F-Boy, on iTunes. I'm an independent artist. You know, I have spent a lot of money <clears throat> just on this particular song and on the songs that I have coming out, um, the, um, the other songs I have coming out. So, you know, please purchase because the streams... Although the streams are cute because it's like a cute little reminder. You're listening to it. Streams don't really put money in, in artists' pockets. You know, I'm not a Drake. I'm not a Lil Nas X. I'm not a Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, you know, a Doja Cat. I'm not I'm none of them. So streams don't really put money in my pocket. So please support your independent artists <clears throat> because a lot of you have not supported me. I'm not surprised, you know, thank God, you know, I'm not a, um, a struggling artist and I'm counting on these sales to survive and eat. You know, I have a nine to five. This is just another way I express my art. So thank God for that, because if I was depending on y'all to eat, a bitch would be skinny and probably dead by now because y'all don't like the support. But shout out to Tasha. Um, my sister, my vocal coach, my producer, who made that killing ass beat for F Boy, <clears throat> and um, yeah, so shout out to uh, her. Shout out to my friend Stormy for doing the brr cat, you know, in the song. No, that's not me. Um, it's not. It's not my ministry. It's not something that I am gifted to do. I probably could if I learned, but listen, I leave that to the professionals you know, in the ballroom scene to take care of that. And shout out to the ballroom scene. Like shout out to shout out to queer people. We are dope as fuck. Shout out to y'all, child. Listen, so it's been a minute, so I'm just gonna give y'all some quick updates. So today, today's um conversation is just some hot topics that are out there that I wanted to talk about. You know, my official official next season isn't really not starting yet i have um, more music coming out this year i still have music i'm working on to come out early next year lord's willing because baby the money is tight and not right but i am going to i'm working on it i'm going to do what i gotta do i'm going to you know boost my only fans page i'm going to uber i'm going to get this money so i can put out my music um also i am still not only recovering from a sinus infection, but when I tell you my allergies and sinuses have been kicking my ass for the last couple of weeks, they've been kicking my ass, child. So I'm actually going to see um, an ENT doctor to see what can be what's going on because I've been having some slight hearing loss due to my sinuses. My ears ain't been popping. 
Um, it's hard to hear sometimes. Like I can he- no, let me take that back. I can hear. I just can't hear at the level that I know I should be hearing at. Like I should be able to listen to music at a seven on my radio um, in my car, like volume seven. I'm having to turn that bitch up to eighteen. Um, to get the sound that I normally would get at a seven. So I'm concerned about that, but I know that it has to be related to something and that they can fix whatever. Clean these bitches out, do what you gotta do. <clears throat> so excuse me and pardon me for the throat clearing and all those great things because I'm drinking some uh, yeah, I shouldn't I should, should not have been drinking that this morning. But whatever. But by the time y'all get this episode, it'll be evening. So let's just get into some hot topics. So what I'm going to be doing uh, with Daryl's Daring Thoughts is still a melanin edition, all things black. I'm black as fuck. I'm queer as fuck. And I'm here to stay. So what I'm going to be doing for the next, you know, month, month and a half, two months, whatever, before my new season starts, is just really giving you like some hot topic episodes and my opinions on these topics uh, weekly. So I'm definitely going to try to do these things weekly. I'm also going to, you know, give you some, you know, some personal things that's going on with relationships and um, interactions. I'm definitely going to be doing that um, as well. Um, I I do want to still be vulnerable, vulnerable with my listeners. Um, I, I appreciate all of you from listening all over the country, but I also have to protect things that are really dear to me because some people try to take advantage of my vulnerability and I don't want that to happen again I, I that happened y'all heard all those episodes this spring and summer that happened already I don't want to go back to that so in order to not go back to that I'm going to you know proceed with caution with some of the things I do talk about but let's get into it because this is not going to be a long episode I just wanted to give my input on a couple of things <clears throat> so I'm going to be talking about Kelly Price, The View, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and the aftermath of this R. Kelly trial. So, child, let's get into this Kelly Price situation, okay? Let's, let's just get into it. So, for those of you who don't know, <clears throat> Kelly Price um, was on the uh, missing persons report, <laughs> and I, I'm not looking up a lot of things right now. I'm just going off of memory, so I'm not going to be going into huge detail about a lot of these things because these are things that you all that you all have already seen and heard. I'm just giving my you know my little two cent on the situation. So, you know, Kelly Price was you know missing, uh, well, allegedly missing. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, she's officially considered a missing person in, in Atlanta, in Georgia. And, you know, we, the black community was just not, this, this did not sit right with us. You know, we were like, what the, f-? like, what, what is going on? You know, we just lost, you know, um, the guy from Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft Country. You know, we just lost him. Uh, rest in peace, Michael. Um, I don't know his last name right now. I just can't think of it. But we, we just lost him. You know, we still, you know, dealing with the loss of a lot of other celebrities and just black people in general. And it's like, child, come on. We, we can't take this. We're not ready for this right now. Um, especially a black woman. And then to, that she's missing. What the fuck? Because we do know <clears throat> black women are always coming up missing. They're always coming up missing. No one gives a fuck. And, you know, so this is just, this just was not sitting right with anyone. 
in the black community. And to top it off is Kelly Price, you know, amazing voice, amazing songwriter. You know, she she's a, a she's a beast, you know. So we, you know, we're just not we were very bothered by this news. Then <clears throat> more reports started coming out. Family has been trying to see her. They haven't heard from her since she was released from the hospital at the end of July when she was diagnosed with COVID. That was the last video she posted on her page when she informed us that she had COVID and she was going, you know, she was going to um, get through this. No one has heard from her. No one has seen her. You know, all those things. You know, her uh, boyfriend, fiance, whoever the fuck he is, um, either was not letting people come into the house or just wasn't not, not being cooperative. And it was just like a lot of shit surrounding this. It's like, what the hell? Like, how you ain't talk to your family how do I talk to your mama since July? It's it's almost, yeah, it's like a couple of days from October. Like, what's going on? Like, the seasons have changed. How you haven't talked to your mother? I talk to my mother every day. Like, I legit talk to my mother every day. Um, if we don't verbally talk on the phone, we talk via text message. Um, we talk via Facebook, like, on a post every day as well, or I like her post, or she likes mine, but we still have that communication via text or phone every day. <clears throat> it, it doesn't, like, if a day goes by, like, the whole day goes by before I go to bed or before she go to bed, she's like, oh, so you ain't gonna text me or whatever? Like, we have that moment. So for someone to not ha have spoken to their mother, last time we spoke to her was July 29th, and it is September, the end of September, first of all, I'm going to look at you. Like, the what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but then that also raises a red flag. Okay, what's going on to why she hasn't spoken to her children? The, the boyfriend's not being cooperative with them. It's giving me, you know, a family affair situation that has nothing to do with me. So I'm like, okay, you know, did something happen to why she's missing? Did she just not want to be bothered? Then people were saying this woman was somewhere getting a BBL. I was screaming, you know, like she was recovering from some weight loss surgery. I was screaming. I said, okay, what is really going on with Kelly Price? <clears throat> then a couple of hours later, you know, not even, I don't even think it was a couple of hours later. It seemed to happen very quickly that she, um, it turned out that she was not missing. And, you know, it, it can't, you know, her attorneys came out, said she's not missing. She's um, at an undisclosed location, recovering from COVID, you know, whatever. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, that was very quick. <laughs> that happened fast. How was it, how was she able to get on this registry and then, like, able to just say, hey, I'm alive. Like, what, what are y'all doing? Like, how was that able to, how did that happen so fast? Like, because, okay, to my knowledge, I, I, okay, this timeline is just confusing the fuck out of me. Because if the last time y'all heard from her is July 29th, it's the end of September. You can report a person missing after 48 hours, why are we just now hearing about her being missing, quote unquote, at the end of September, if you haven't spoke to her since July? I'm confused. Because if I haven't spoke to my mother, if the last time I spoke to my mother was July, July 29th, by July 31st, if I still haven't spoke to my mother, I'm at her house banging on her door. If I haven't spoke to her, she's I'm at the police station. By July 31st, the end of the day, my mother is going to be noted as a missing person. 
So how are we just now? No, no. How is what? I'm confused. Then I was like, okay, how you? Why are you recovering for COVID from COVID at an undisclosed location? Why you ain't at home? I'm like, okay, maybe people live with her and she don't want to get them sick. I don't know. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to wait till more things come out before I say anything because at this point it's just a ball of confusion and I, and I won't know parts of it. So I said, okay. Then finally, Kelly Price, you know, she spoke. She spoke out. She, you know, she, you know, told us, you know, what was going on. And just to summarize that video, <clears throat> um, I loved how she was trying to blur out her her background. But to summarize that video, she made it clear that, you know, her family that was going around acting like she was missing and was trying to capitalize off this moment is lying. She has not spoken to them in over a year. She does not speak to her sister, has, hasn't since her mother's funeral. Like, that is an estranged relationship. Um, her kids um, are, are are being manipulated by her sister, uh, which her children are grown. They're not, like, in their teens. They're grown. These, these children are grown. They're not too far away from me. So, you know, she that's what she said. She also said that she has been really dealing with COVID. COVID it w- hit her really bad. I'm sorry, y'all. I forgot where I left off. Um, I had a <laughs> just had got a phone call and I had to curse some people out. So yes, um, I will be. So so Kelly Price. This whole thing with Kelly Price. Let's just get back onto that. I don't know where I cut off, but we'll keep going. So the whole thing with her was, you know, she she came out and she said that, you know, she had to. Um, that the COVID really hit her bad. I think that's where I was. And that she, you know, she ended up dying. You know, they said that she flatlined, she died. You know, she, you know, re- you know, you know, came back and, you know, doctors were um, around her and she was in the hospital. And, you know, you know, I, I guess she's, she's at a point now to where she can continue her recovering process at home. And, you know, recover at, 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 at a um recover at home you know and you know her dot her um boyfriend fiance i don't know who the fuck he is because child she said husband i didn't know she was married um so her husband i'll just say what she said her husband's taking care of her he ended up getting covid while taking care of her so they are you know in um in the in the secluded location and the reason she said she had to go somewhere else outside of her home because fans who know where she lived, who kept coming to her whole house, ringing the doorbell, leaving things at her door, all types of stuff, which is creepy as fuck, but we already know from the history of how fans act with celebrities in this world, we're not surprised, and I could, I could, I personally, I personally couldn't do that. I would be too scared, you know, to, I don't know if they finna shoot me, and guns is legal in Georgia. You ain't finna shoot me because I came up to her door, and First of all, who does that? I just don't. I'm sorry. I cannot go up to a stranger's door again. They are a celebrity, but they are still a stranger to you. You don't know them. I have no idea why people think they could do that. And then someone said, well, if it was Beyonce, you would do it. Hell the fuck no, because Beyonce would shoot me. They would shoot me. Like, it's not even a question if I can do that to Beyonce's door. She would shoot me. Okay. But anyways, so she said, I'm going somewhere else to recover because it's too much. I can't recover in my own home. 
And, you know, again, she explained about her sister. She, she explained about her children. You know, so she, you know, she came out and said what she needed to say. I, I have to, I have to believe her. You know, people want to say this was a publicity stunt. You know, she was doing this to get her numbers, her streaming numbers up. This was just to get attention on her and her family. I just don't see that. I, I like, I, I'm sorry. I don't see it. I don't see that being the case. You know, I, what, what kills me with a lot of black people is that, you know, you act like y'all act like it's so far fetched for these celebrities to have issues with their family. Like y'all act like it's so far fetched for their for them to like have beef with their family, not speaking to siblings, not speaking to their children. But then when I ask you about your relationship with your family, there are people that you do not talk to in your family that you haven't spoken to in your family. You know, there are people in my family that I have not spoken to. I have an, a whole ass uncle that I don't talk to. <clears throat> I don't want to talk to him. I don't have a relationship with him. I have a. <laughs> Ooh, Cordero, you telling you whatever. I have a grandmother, my father's mother, that I don't talk to. And it's not I don't I don't know. I don't have a connection with her. You know, I feel like that connection got lost somewhere in translation. Um, uh, you know, it sucks to say that because of course I'm the grandson and I'm going to be I'm going to look be looked at as the bad guy. But there's some things that happened that I have not been able to move past with my grandmother and you know do I have love for her absolutely do I love my grandmother <sighs> I don't I, no I'm gonna say no I don't know and you know people feel like because you bl your blood you are required to love people and I just disagree with that I'm not required to love anybody you know what I'm saying? You know, I love my mother because not only because that's my mother, but my mother has sacrificed so much for me. So she's shown me her love outside of her just being my mother. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? You know, there are people that are not blood to me that I love more than people who are blood related. So to act like that this story is so far fetched when we are all, you know, a lot of black people have dysfunctional families and people we don't talk to. It's just weird to me that y'all feel like it's okay for y'all to have this, this chaos, but celebrities can't have chaos in their family as if them being a celebrity now means that they, you know, that they don't have problems. And I hate when y'all do that dumb shit. Like they are real people. They are regular people. They have jobs. They have bills. They have to pay. They have IRS shit that they have to do. They have garnishments that happen. They get repossessed. They have family drama. You know, they have weight issues. They have anxiety. They have depression. They have financial hardships sometimes. They have, you know, sleepless nights. They, you know, they, they, they have all these issues just like we do. The only difference is, is that they're, they're, some of their issues are put on a pedestal or have a magnifying glass on it because of their celebrity status. So I don't think it's far-fetched for her to be going through these things. And, you know, now other people are getting involved. You know, DeBrat came out, you know, in support of what she was going through, um, basically just saying, you know, she's going to tell her story, just be patient. You know, stop believing everything until you hear from the source. Then you got, you know, Nikki Gilbert coming out to try to debunk what Kelly Price is going through because she knows what's really going on. She knows the tea about her. Girl, mind your business. 
I don't understand, girl. You know, they didn't told you. Selena Johnson told your black gum ass years ago to mind your big teeth mouth ass business. Like, I don't understand why these people feel they why people feel so entitled to tell somebody else's story. Like, I just don't get it. Like, why is it your business? Because you because now now granted, I'm on a podcast talking about her story, but I'm not trying to write her story. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to write her story. You know, Nikki Gilbert feels like she can tell her, tell somebody else's truth. Girl, and someone who is a a celebrity, like, you know, people still know who she is, Nikki Gilbert is. You know, she's still got her hands in some pots or whatever. I don't understand why you don't understand the importance of minding your own motherfucking business. But, hey, I digress because, you know, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm not anyone's publicist. I'm just giving my opinion on the situation. And that's just how I feel about the whole situation with um, Kelly Price. Okay, so let's get into um, some other hot topics. Now, for those of you who know me, know I love The View. Like, I've, I've talked about The View on my podcast plenty of times. You know, so I love The View. That's my shit. But I have to call bullshit on The View um, <laughs> because of what just recently happened. Now, for those of you who don't know, and I, I haven't been able to do a political episode of my podcast in a while, just simply because I just haven't been able to. But I want to please, please go and, <clears throat> you know, unless you've been hiding under a rock, you know, there has been a lot of things going on in the country you know, we're still dealing with COVID. And now, you know, the biggest thing is trying to, you know, mandate people to get vaccinated. You know, then we have the whole, you know, everything happening in Afghanistan and removing the troops. Um, And then, you know, we have the Haitian immigrants who are being um, mistreated um, at the borders while they're trying to come for to seek refuge. And, you know, we can't deny that they are. Like, like, come on now, like, you know, it's it's there, <laughs> you know, we see it, you know, they are being abused, they are being, you know, beaten, you know, there, there are horrible things that are going on, and, you know, the White House has some explaining to do when it comes to the, these, these, these moments, um, you know, we saw the last administration kind of do it with, well, not kind of, we saw the last administration do it with Hispanics. Uh, with the borders, and now this administration is having to answer to what's going on with the Haitian immigrants. You know, we've seen pictures of white men on horses, you know, whipping, you know, the um, the Haitians, you know, as they try to cross the border. I mean, <clears throat> just horrific things, you know, modern day slavery. And so one of the co-hosts on The View, Sonny Hostin, who I love, you know, went viral um, last week with, you know, um, with what is going on at the border, you know, and what I love about her is that even though she's a Democrat, she's able to still be, <clears throat> she's not biased. You know, she, she calls, she, um, she speaks facts regardless of who you are. And I wish other Democrats would be that way because a lot of people who have voted for Biden, you know, we voted for him because, you know, basically it was between him and him and Donald Trump and 
you know, even though the even though the world is at shits right now, I don't think it would be any better with Donald Trump. I'm sorry, I just don't. And then to top it off, you know, Biden hasn't even been there a full year, and he had a lot of shit to clean up, and on top of the new shit. So I'm giving somewhat of a grace for that because that's a lot. But what I'm not giving grace on is how there has been no response. There has been no communication with us with how they're going to handle what's going on at the border moving forward, like nothing. And that lack of communication, lack of transparency, transparency is the problem that a lot of people have with the Democrats. You know, Donald Trump was too transparent. He was brutally honest and transparent in what the fuck he was doing. You know, not some of the snake shit, but the snake, the shit that was snake that we could see. He was transparent about what he was doing. But to not say anything and to just not have any type of momentum at all, what truly bothers me, it bothers a lot of people. But what I like about Sunny is that she calls the shit out. And what I feel like people forgot, just because we got Joe Biden in office does not mean we're supposed to get off of their necks. You know, again, we know Democrats, and I'm speaking to my black people, we know the Democrats are only, you know, like they, they, they win because of us. And they bank that we're going to vote for them simply because we just don't want to vote Republican. And my thing is, because they're racist, you know, Republicans are racist, I'm sorry. You know, I have no problem voting for a Republican if I, if I could see, you know, you providing me with some other source of what you're going to do besides the fact that all y'all want to do is talk about, you know, all, all y'all do is show me that y'all racist. But the Democrats do it too. The only the only silver lining is that we have a better chance of making moves because we have a lot of black and, you know, queer politicians that are Democrats. So, you know, we need them to be the voice for us because they should be they they know that that we are only riding with this party because the other party party sucks. We're not riding with the Democrats because they the shit and they the bomb. Like that's not what we're doing. But I digress. So I just want people to stay on Joe Biden's neck. Like we can still call him out, still protest about what he's not doing. The, 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 the difference is that I believe with us yelling about what he needs to fix, I believe he's going to fix it. There's a difference between if we were doing, we, when we were doing these protests about um, Trump, because he, he would not listen at all. I believe Joe Biden will listen. So I believe that, you know, now is not the time for us to get comfortable because the Democrat is in office. You know, we have we, we can't forget the Supreme Court is full of Republicans. It's a Republican led Supreme Court. So Joe Biden was doing when he came in once that once that court changed, you know, so he has definitely he definitely has an uphill battle. He definitely needs to also stop playing it safe. I mean, two things can be true at the same time. He can stop playing it safe and just do shit and fuck whoever thinks it's wrong. And then we also have to understand that he has an uphill battle with the the with the with with Congress and and things like that. So both can be true. And I just want us to recognize that. And Sonny recognized that and she spoke out about it and she went viral for that conversation. So then we find out that Friday last week, you know, um, Kamala Harris was going to be a guest on The View. This was her first time coming on The View or any show as now the sitting vice president. You know, first first, first woman and first uh, woman of color vice president. So it's huge. 
So Friday comes, and, and again, she was going to, like, the whole show was about her. Like, she was going to be on there for the entire hour, 45 minutes, whatever. That was going to be the whole show. So then, you know, while they, you know, were filming, it was live, <clears throat> the producers, you know, say to Sonny and Ana Navarro, who is um, a woman of color, um, a Latina woman, um, Sonny, who is black and Latina, but she, uh, her husband is Haitian. And so, you know, she has, she's a Haitian, uh, Haitian children as well. You know, they say, wait, you, um, I need Anna and Sonny to leave the stage immediately right now. We don't know what's going on. <clears throat> they get off stage. Then we find out from um, Joy Behar and uh, Sarah Haynes that um, Anna and Sonny tested positive for COVID. And so, you know, they had to, you know, remove them from the stage, remove them, isolate them, whatever. They didn't want to bring Kamala out because, you know, didn't want to endanger her. You know, fuck, fuck Joy Behar, who's in her 70s. <laughs> you know, forget her. You know, don't don't remove her, but whatever. Uh, and so they had to be. Um, so they decided to then do the interview with Kamala while she was still in the studio, but in a remote location. But it still wasn't the whole hour. It was barely like 10, 12 minutes of an interview. So, you know, reports start going out, you know, about the incident. You know, um, the next day, Anna came on and did like an Instagram live video saying that, you know, it was a false positive or something. She um, did three tests after that and all her tests were negative. She feels fine. She's vaccinated. This is why it's important to be vaccinated. Yada, 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 yada. Sunny ain't saying shit. Uh, she did say something yesterday on The View, but I didn't watch the episode. So here are my thoughts. I call bullshit. I call complete and utter bullshit. I call bullshit because of everything I mentioned during my recap to let y'all know. Sunny just went viral condemning the, the current administration of their handling with what's going on in Haiti. She is married to a Haitian. She has Haitian children. Ana Navarro is a, a woman of color, Latina woman. She's also a Republican. I truly believe they were going to get in on Kamala's ass. Respectfully, because they're not disrespectful women. I'm not talking about a Meghan McCain. But they're not disrespectful women, but they were going to get in her ass. And Kamala was not ready <clears throat> or prepared to make that statement. She wasn't. You know, they are friends of The View. And I truly believe because they have that relationship, you know, they they scheduled to come on and that was a whole PR stunt. I do not believe that. I do not believe that that was, you know, a, a true incident that happened. I believe it was a PR stunt. I truly believe that, you know, um, there was no. There was there was no positive test results, nothing, because it's just ironic. The two women that you removed from the stage that, quote unquote, was allegedly positive for COVID were, like I said, black, Haitian, Latina, woman of color, all that shit. The ones who those questions and what's going on in the world are truly affecting them. I believe that that was bullshit. 
And also, you know, Sunny is very vocal. Like, she's a very vocal woman. She didn't go on Twitter. She didn't go on any of her platforms after that. You know, you know, saying thank you for all your prayers, concerns, we're fine, yada, yada. She didn't do any of those things. And I truly feel like Sunny didn't do it because she believed that it was bullshit as well. She just can't prove it. And, you know, I, I feel like that little stunt was... A horrible PR move. You know, now people are just getting desperate with their PR moves and and the bullshit that they're doing. And I think it's trash because it affects it affected a lot of people involved in these people's lives. For instance, Sonny Sonny's husband is a surgeon. You know, at um, I think he's at John Hopkins. Um, I think he is. I'm not sure. I'm, so don't quote me on that. But her husband was immediately pulled out of surgery. He was in the middle of performing a surgery and was pulled out because the news started um, started uh, circulating that his wife tested positive for COVID. Do you understand the trickle-down effect that that has caused? You know, not only did he have to get pulled out. Now, how, what about the nurses, the, the tech team, the patients, everyone he had come in contact with? They had to probably get tested. They had to be iced. Like, do you not understand the trickle down effect when you do shit like this? And I think it was, and I'm just, I'm just telling you, this is just what I think happened because it's just too, it was just, it was too calculated. Like, first of all, how are these women on set without you knowing what their results are of their COVID test prior to them getting on the stage. That means you need to do one or two things. They need to come in earlier to get their test, or they need to be isolated in an area after they take their test until the results come back, and then they can roam me around on, on back, backstage. So you're not only showing the um, mishandling of how your, how your um, staff is um, uh, going through that building, but you're also playing your card and showing us that that was bullshit. Because also, if this is the case, if, it, if it's true, they were not showing any symptoms. They were clearly, in, and, and if it was true, they were asystematic. So why couldn't they be remotely in spaces <laughs> and carrying on with the interview? Why did the interview have to be cut short? You know, why couldn't Sarah and um, Sarah and Joy answer those hard questions? Like, why? why like, why? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that those are the moments where I, mean, I ain't going to lie to you. Fuck Megan, fuck Megan McCain. I can't stand her. But in that moment, I would have wished Megan was still there because those questions would not have gone unasked because Megan would have made sure they got asked. So in that moment, I wish Megan was there. Fuck her. But I wish she was there in that moment. Because I truly believe that it, it wouldn't have went down that way. But you know, I guess this is my conspiracy theory. I guess that's what it is. Whatever. You know, call it what you want to call it. I normally don't do the whole conspiracy thing, conspiracy theory thing. But that, I was ready for that interview. Like, I was so ready for it. And then when I saw this, I said, the fuck? I said, oh, Girl, I said, okay, whatever. So I call bullshit. Um, as if we know Kamala Harris, I mean, again, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy. You know, I, I was very happy when I first heard she became vice president. Um, I am also a little, uh, I'm not happy with what she's been doing as far as, you know, she's really been 
not answering questions. And I feel like now that I'm looking at the bigger picture, I understand why Joe Biden picked Kamala. He wanted to pick someone who not only he could still control, but someone who is going to tap dance around questions like he does. You know, it makes sense that he didn't pick a Tammy Duckworth. She's not that she's not that she she's not that bitch. <laughs> she's going to get in that ass. It makes sense why you didn't choose a Stacey Abrams. Or uh, Keisha Bottoms, baby, bye. They you wouldn't be able to get away with murder with them. Like they gonna call shit out. And so I understand now why I now I understand why he chose Kamala, and I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed, but I digress. I'm going to move on to my next topic. So my next topic is I'm going to discuss briefly. Th- now this is gonna be really brief. The what's going on with the Real Housewives of Atlanta? I love RHOA. It's my shit. Potomac has taken y'all spot right now, but I believe y'all can bounce back. I believe y'all can bounce back. So for those of you who don't know, uh, you know the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, if you know who Nene Leakes is, um, you know she was a star of that show. Um, currently, right now, they are going through the shits. You know they had um, a really bad season um that just that ended um earlier this year they had a really bad season um i personally didn't hate the season but it wasn't you know the bomb especially now that i'm watching potomac and their new season and how every every episode is fire i'm like okay yes compared to what is what's giving me right now in my life with potomac elena elena didn't touch this so Atlanta is having some issues. <laughs> they're having, you know, a cast shakeups. They're trying to, they're not going to start filming until end of this year. So we're not getting anything this year. We're going to get it, um, I think it said April 2022. You know, so they're having some cast shakeups, trying to figure out what people could fit in, what, who's not, who's going to be there, who's not going to be there. Just a lot. And then, you know, when that happens, here comes all the rumors about who's leaving, who's who's coming, all that stuff starts happening. So I'm just going to confirm a couple of things that we know, which is very little. Like, we really have not confirmed a lot with the cast. The only things that we have confirmed is that Candy is staying there. She will be returning. Kenya will be returning. And uh, Cynthia Bailey is leaving, has left. She, She did this whole dramatic post child the other day. Um, about, you know, she, you know, had to make the long, the, the decision about leaving a RHOA girl, they left you, ma'am. Like, I don't understand why these people do that. Eva did it. Maybe they just wanted Cynthia to be a friend of the show. I don't know, child, but they said that they leaving girl. They did. They didn't offer you nothing. Like, why are you making it seem like they didn't fire you? But I digress. Cynthia's gone. I feel like they should have kept her for the next season since, you know, we don't know the fate of the season. You know, at least having Cynthia there with, you know, Kenya would have gave, you know, some type of life. But, you know, that's all we know. You know, everybody keeps saying Portia's not coming back. It's confirmed Portia's not coming back. But then articles have emerged that, you know, you know, Portia has not made that decision yet. She's still in talk. She doesn't know what she wants to do. Um, oh yeah. Um, and then I, we really don't know if Drew Sedora is going to be back. Shout out to Drew. I love me some Drew. I love me some Ralph. (laughs) Um, we don't know if she's going to be coming back. I thought she was, but then, you know, stuff starts saying she's not coming back. 
But now things are saying she is. But again, we don't know that to be a fact. The only thing we know to be fact uh, to be a fact is Kenya and Candy are coming back. Cynthia is gone. Portia is a maybe. Marlo is a Marlo is definitely going to be coming back but we don't know if she's going to have a peach or if she's still going to be a friend of the show again we don't know there is a lot of speculations but what we do know um and the rumors that came out about this were um that there's a new girl in town um her name is uh Sanaya Richards Ross she's an Olympic gold medal gold medal track star um is now a new peach holder and will be on the show um, as a new girl so we have confirmed that that has been confirmed um that she is going to be on rhoa and oh yeah we know shamia's coming back you know as a friend of the show now in my mind i don't see shamia coming back if Portia's not gonna be there that just doesn't make sense like who should be like finna kick it with? You know what I'm saying? I mean, she she is Candy's friend. So I guess, you know, she'll kick it with Candy or whatever. So, I mean, I guess, I guess that's true. Um, So, yeah, she's an Olympic gold medalist. You know, she has a husband and a children. You know, I think, you know, I don't know any, I know nothing about her. So, you know, that's confirmed. So hopefully that, you know, works out well. And um, what else have we confirmed? So, oh, yeah, we, we, we've... um. I, is, did they confirm this? I, oh yeah, I guess they confirmed Sheree. Sheree Whitfield, yes. So Sheree is coming back. That has been confirmed. Sheree is going to be um, getting her peach again, child. You know, she keeps, I don't know what, what's going on with Sheree. She keeps leaving, coming back, leaving, coming back. So Sheree is returning. So, and you know what? I'm going to say Drew is coming back. So we have Sheree, Drew, Kenya, Candy, possibly Marlo, this new girl, and I think that that's what it is. I think it's gonna be that six. They don't really do the seven. Uh, I don't know why they don't do the seven housewives, but they don't do the seven. <clears throat> now, let me give you my thoughts. I, <sighs> I, I clearly they're trying to, um, they are trying to reach for a younger demographic. Um, they, they, they made that clear last year, last season when they had, when they brought in Drew, who's in her early thirties, they brought in, uh, Latoya, Latoya, who was also in her early thirties. They brought in Fallon, who's young. They brought in, um, the other girl that kind of made like a cameo who's in her early thirties. So they brought in all these, so they're, they're, they're definitely got rid of Cynthia, you know, they got rid of Nene, you know, um, and things like that. So I do believe that they are pushing for a younger demographic. I think they need to not do that with the entire cast. If you watch Real Housewives of Potomac, the reason that show works is because of the wide range of age in the cast. You have someone in their 50s. You have uh, women in their 40s. You, you have women in their 50s, you have women in their 40s, and you have women in their 30s. Like, you're reaching all the major demographics with that cast, and you're going to get viewers from all of those demographics. When you turn around and just make a whole cast of 30-year-olds, in my opinion, you're now making it, a, uh, you're turning it into like a love and hip-hop, 
you know, you're going to lose the old, the old, the older audience because they have nobody to relate to. I think I don't think that's smart. I think Potomac's format is perfect, and I don't understand why RHOA won't like, you know, steal that, steal that, you know, get seven housewives and have that range back on the show. Like me personally, I don't think all is lost to where they can't, you know, make things right with Nene. You know, with the loss of her husband, you know, with everything that's been going on in her life, I think that's a relationship they can salvage. And I think they need to bring Nene back. Um, if I had to choose the cast, it would be seven. Um, and I would have Nene, Phaedra, Portia, Candy. Um, uh, what's her name? Kenya. I would bring Cynthia back and I would have Drew. Seven. Seven right there. I would have um, Marlo as still a friend of the show. I would have Shamia as a friend of the show. Um, I would also have, I would bring Latoya back to be a friend of the show. And I would find a way to get Tanya back to be a friend of the show. That's what I would do. Now you can't tell me that cast ain't popping. Or I mean, I mean, I know Sheree, but girl, mm -mm, I'm not here for Sheree. I'm not here for Sheree coming back. I'm just not. I'm, I want Phaedra. I want Phaedra. I want Phaedra. Where is Phaedra? Where is Phaedra? Like I understand Bravo. Now this Bravo may bring Phaedra back. Not this season that's going on now, but the upcoming the season after that, because we know Phaedra is going to be on Real Housewives All Star season two, which is weird. You already cast season two, and season one hasn't aired. You don't know how it's going to turn out, but I digress. I think it needs to be that seven, and I think y'all need to allow Carlos Kane to come back with his production company and work with their production, work with his production company for at least two seasons to see what happens. That's what I think needs to happen. I know it's not going to, but that's the format I think format I think they need to do to bring it forward. If Candy is still on her high horse saying she don't want to be on no season with Phaedra, she don't want to film, don't want to do nothing with her, then get the get rid of Candy because I'm sorry. When it comes to Phaedra, I you know, there are more dynamics that comes with that. You have to, if you bring back Phaedra, you have to bring back Apollo. You have to bring back their storyline about you know, them trying to co-parent now that he's out of jail. You know, include him and his wife in his little storyline. I mean, like, bring it back. Like, come on now. Like, that Phaedra's life with her ex-husband, his wife, and the kids is way more important than anything Candy's going to bring to the table. I mean, Candy, give her, little, give her the old OG spinoff. Let them do that. I'm just saying, I'm here for it. I bring Phaedra back. Bring back Phaedra. And okay, now I digress on RHOA. So the last thing I want to talk to y'all about is, you know, the R. Kelly verdict. I really don't want to have, I, I, I have a lot to say about this, but I'm going, I, I'm trying not to. I said a lot on Clubhouse yesterday. But what is really bothering me about the verdict, not that he's been found guilty. I'm I'm excited that he's been found guilty. Like, duh. Like, of course he's always been found guilty. So, you know, I, I really encourage everyone to go and read about the um I encourage everyone to go read the um 
the the transcripts from the trial because you know the trial was not made public um but the transcripts and things are there is there for you to go and read about so please go and read um you know about the transcripts because you know a lot of people testified there were a lot of things said that yes we know but there were things that we did not know about that were present and then we also um you know, if you have to go listen to his attorney's closing arguments, because, baby, when I tell you he was fishing, that man was fishing at that point. And I, I, I encourage you all to go read and listen to it before you just go ahead and um and just make your assumptions. So, you know, okay, so this is my um this is my issue. Let me go, let me go and see if this is still, you know, a thing right now, because it was a thing last night <laughs> and I'm not surprised, but let me just go check the iTunes charts and see what it's giving. Let's just go check iTunes and see what it's giving because something is telling me that it hasn't changed and it's probably got worse. So let's see. Okay. So on the iTunes um, R&B charts, R. Kelly's 12 play, <laughs> this is, now this, this a bit much, R. Kelly's 12 play album is number nine, TP2 is number 11, and Chocolate Factor is number 16. So R. Kelly has three albums in the top 20 of, top 20 of the uh, R&B charts, I believe I can fly <laughs> is the number eight song in the R&B charts. Uh, let's see if anything else from him. Now that's new because I wasn't there last night. So that's it as far as singles in the on the charts. Um, yeah. So okay. So that's that. Why is his music trending? R. Kelly didn't die. You know, he wasn't a victim of anything. Why the fuck is his music trending right now? I, I need answers. Because what that is telling me, that's telling me that y'all are some fucking idiots and that y'all support pedophilia. Mind you, y'all dumbasses don't know this. R. Kelly sold his catalog years ago to pay all his legal expenses. And his legal bills for all these settlements for all the women he raped and all the hush money he put out. So R. Kelly sold his catalog years ago. R. Kelly has no money. If you Google R. Kelly's net worth right now, it's negative $2 million. So y'all are, you know, purchasing his music, but it's not going to him, dumbasses. Um, but y'all think it is. So I have a problem with that. I don't understand how people can claim they can separate the artist from the art. I was someone who, try, who, who who really thought I could do it with R. Kelly. I thought I can do it. And then it was broken down to me like Cordero. While you over there stepping in the name of love, a woman that he raped while participating, you know, in, that stu in the studios or whatever doing that song or was holding hostage, when she hears that song, it sends her back to a, a negative place. She has PTSD. Like, she has a moment 
while you're over there being happy, you are rejoicing a song that was that is causing someone else trauma. And when that was broken down to me, I said, shit, I can't listen to his music. I can't because that is not what what am I telling? What am I telling black women who have been raped, who have been molested um, by family members, by people in close proximity to them? What am I telling them by still going around playing his music saying I'm still going to support him? What are we saying to them? We're saying we what we have always been saying to black women is that we don't give a fuck. Because, as someone made clear to me last night, Miss Mojo, thank you, that if R. Kelly's whole career, his whole 30-year career of molesting people were boys that were trying to be athletes or trying to be upcoming rappers, R. Kelly would have been would have been killed or he would have been crucified a long time ago because you already know how this country is about homo, um, homophobia. I mean, about um, homosexuality. So they ain't for the homosexuality because this country is homophobic. They would have crucified his ass. And it's just sad that these black women have to still deal with this. You know, just the comments I was reading. Um, just the comments that I was just the comments that I was reading about, um, you know, people not want not, you know, this isn't fair, this and this and this. Like, my thing is this. Multiple things can be true at the same time. Yes. The parents are trash for what they did. Some of those parents are trash. Yes. The people who enabled his behavior are trash but stop taking the light around away from him he's a grown-ass man who was doing this shit let me break a couple of things down r kelly did not hire smart people to work around him he hired people who were desperate and needed him because because they were desperate and needed him they were going to do whatever they needed to do to keep him happy because they still needed money he didn't hire smart people that already were successful publicists in the industry. They were already successful, um, you know, lawyers and all that stuff. He hired people who were desperate because if he would have hired people who already had a status, they would not have gone along with that because they would not have been worried about where their next uh, meal was going to come from. He was smart in, in who he hired. So you have to also understand that a lot of them were also victims. A lot of those parents were victims. You have to understand, a lot of those parents were not just dropping their kids off to him to be fucked while they knew, as if they knew. Were there one or two? Maybe. Absolutely. But they saw an opportunity for their child to become famous. Fame is a drug. So... Stop taking the blame away from the person who committed the act, which was him. Lock his ass up, throw away the goddamn key, and let's go on to the next. Let's go. Let's keep going on to the Chris Stokes, to the other people, the T.I.s. Let's let's, you know, allegedly the T.I.s, allegedly Chris Stokes. Let's go on to them, too. Yes, let's make sure we get all those white men as well. But both can be true at the same time. I'm not about to say, well, let's stop, let's stop getting the black pedophiles because we need to focus on the whites. What? Who says that? Focus on all their, ped- pe- focus on all their asses. 
This has been a long time coming. People are acting like R. Kelly just started doing this two years ago. He has been molesting, raping, and uh, and 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 beating and humiliating women for over thirty years. The fact that this black man got away with doing this shows you that the only reason he got away with it was because his victims were black. If his victims were white, his ass would have went to jail the first time he got caught. So let's just stop. Let's stop. Throw his fucking music away. He ain't had no good music in so long. Y'all acting like y'all really listen to R. Kelly every fucking day. You don't. Like, stop. Stop doing this at the expense of his victims. Stop. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of y'all acting like y'all care about black women on Monday, but then Tuesday through Friday, y'all don't give a fuck because y'all supporting a pedophile. It's, it's disgusting. And I want no parts of you in my life, in my circle, if you're going to do that. But I digress. That's it for my hot topics for today. Again, I appreciate y'all for listening and tuning in to Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Don't forget to go and, and stream and purchase F-Boy. It's everywhere. Um, I have some great things I'm trying to do with this song. I think you guys will love it. But um, again, check me out. And um, I'll talk to you all later. Bye. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email. 